morning, everybody. Happy, 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 happy Friday. Or if you're listening to this on another another day of the week, happy, happy, happy what day of the week it is, whatever day of the week it is. <laughs> um, hello, hello, hello. This is the first podcast of the cafe corner on the on mic. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> so excited. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to talk about this topic. This topic holds a very, very close, close little space in my heart. And it's because it has a lot of brain stuff in it. And it has a lot of neuroscience stuff in it. And I can't wait to talk about it. And I can't wait to share it. But just a disclaimer, just a little warning um, that this is my point of view and only my point of view. This isn't really this shouldn't be taken all or nothing <laughs> um make sure you do your own research alongside um, alongside this so you can understand and form a definition your own definition of what focus is for you so with that aside also i just wanted to say uh hope you are having a lovely day lovely night and let's let's get going let's get going okay so the first thing that I'm going to touch on is something called brain plasticity. And it's the idea that our brains adapt to the experiences around us. For example, let's say you are learning to drive and or you know how to drive, but you're in an unfamiliar road or an unfamiliar place. And so you have to learn like you've just moved, moved house. You are settling in and you are figuring out the neighborhood you're figuring out the road and you are trying to navigate and it's quite hard it's it's quite hard because it's a new place it's an unfamiliar place however five years down the line you're still living at this apartment and you know exactly when to turn left or right you don't really have to think about it you already know that this is the way home and that is what i mean maybe a better better example is for like a study that happened i can't remember which year but it happened in london and it was a study investigating the differences in brain structure between individuals who were taxi drivers and who weren't uh and maguire found maguire was the name of the researcher by the way but maguire found that those individuals that were taxi drivers had a bigger a bigger gray area in the hippocampus hippocampus is the area of the brain responsible for memory and stuff but they had a bigger gray area in that hippocampus comparatively to the ordinary people and this shows that our brains almost physically adapt the more we do something so the more the taxi drivers drove around London learning about the roads, learning which way is left to go central and which way is right to go outwards to the outskirts of London. The more the taxi drivers did that, 
the more it almost solidified these neural pathways in the taxi driver's brain and they became stronger and stronger and that caused a change in the brain structure of taxi drivers and that fact still gets me to this day how repeated behaviors can impact your actual physical brain now let's leave that point aside let's put it away still in the back of your mind we're gonna we're gonna come back to it we're now gonna talk about this little itty itty bitty little chemical called dopamine dopamine is a neurotransmitter that kind of allows neurons to communicate it's not the only neurotransmitter there's serotonin there's noradrenaline adrenaline you might have heard as in relation in relation to the flight or the fight or flight response um or for any of or any of my co co studies co study no classmates that's the word <laughs> for any of my classmates in my psychology class um tend or befriend as well as fight or flight but tend or befriend is like almost a counter argument to a fight or flight response but i won't delve into that quite yet so there's there's multiple neurotransmitters that allow neurons to communicate what to do in relation to what in the case of dopamine it is for cognitive functions or cognitive cognitive functions that require effort so for example self-discipline critical thinking motivation focus planning attention these things are all controlled by having high levels of dopamine in your brain and the more you trigger the release of dopamine the more depleted your dopamine gets which makes sense. It, it makes sense. The more you do something that you enjoy, the more the pleasure hormone is released and there's less dopamine to be released. And and it makes sense. This, this, this system in our brains does make sense because it's almost like a feedback loop. When you think about it, if you do an action and the response is a positive response your brain releases dopamine and that dopamine tells your brain that this is a good thing to do and we should continue to do this it's almost like positive reinforcement if you've heard of the term positive reinforcement it's It's basically like that. And if you haven't, positive reinforcement is just the idea that you praise someone or you praise... Let's say you're raising a kid and the kid learns how to walk. That praise is positive reinforcement because you want that behaviour to be repeated. So dopamine is almost like that. Dopamine is your way, your brain telling you that this is a good behavior and this behavior should be repeated 
whether that behavior aligns with productivity or I don't know focus or any other thing is a different question but if it's rewarding then the behavior is more likely to be repeated and so this leads me to the concept of this leads me back to the concept of brain plasticity because as dopamine is released your brain sees this as a reward and as a as something to flag as important and so it's neuro it's neuropathway the neuropathway that is associated with the behavior that just occurred so for example taking a left and reaching home that gets strengthened that neuropathway gets strengthened and brain plasticity occurs your brain adapts to your experience your experiences Ooh, chair. <laughs> so this then leads me to this concept of how social media influences our lives or how how we can use this to build our focus and our productivity so when we use social media social media is almost like a instant gratification type thing and as we use social media or as we post something and we receive a like we get that dopamine release we get that hell yeah feeling that pleasure feeling and that is almost instant that validation is almost instant that dopamine release is almost instant so as you continue to trigger that dopamine release you are more likely to repeat that behavior and repeat triggering your dopamine as you trigger your dopamine more and more as as your dopamine is released more and more your your dopamine levels in your brain are depleted and when they're depleted you'll find it harder to focus on tasks or to gain motivation on tasks or to do tasks that are related to self-discipline and critical thinking and you'll lean more to tasks that are less cognitively demanding for example what's what's a um sleeping (laughs) or doing doing something that isn't considered productive by your definition of productive so let's just picture this if and i've done this very very recently actually i woke up and i checked my phone uh went on tiktok did a couple of scrolling and as soon as i went down to sat on work i was completely distracted couldn't focus at all had no motivation whatsoever was so tired and didn't really understand why until i literally read about this and my entire world just went oh but when we when we learn things like this when we learn how our how dopamine affects our productivity or our focus we can take actions to prevent not prevent it but to have less of an effect or it my mouth just gave up there we we can allow to have control over what we stimulate so use dopamine as a strategy like a a, a little strategy 
and spread out your dopamine releases throughout the day. Now, your releases are specific to you. They're subjective to you and only you can really know what they are. So for me, it's TikTok from, and for me, it's music. Uh, whenever there's a good tune, dopamine is like, <laughs> it's my time to shine <laughs> and takes over. It takes over my entire brain and my body and everything. And there's so much serotonin released. I'm just loving it. I'm just, as soon as a good beat, I can't help it. I literally cannot help it. But it might be something different for you. It might be video games. It might be watching YouTube videos. It might be doing the crab dance or playing hula hooping play playing hula hoops <laughs> or i'm trying to think reading a book maybe it can be anything it can literally be anything that gives you pleasure and joy actually any anything can give you joy but give you pleasure basically and use that as a strategy especially in the morning try i know it's so hard and it's preached about over and over and over again but there's a real reason why it is preached about over and over again, but try not to look at your phone in the morning. Now, every single time we get a notification, that is a dopamine releaser. And that can deplete our, do our dopamine levels in our brain. So maybe while for an hour when you wake up, put your phone on silent. Or while you're studying or you're about to study, put your phone on silent and shove it away in a corner. And maybe out of habit, maybe in the beginning out of habit, you're going to reach for your phone. Like I used to, <laughs> I don't know if any of any of my other coffee, coffee addicts do this, but whenever I have work to do and I don't make myself a cup of coffee, I, I almost sometimes find myself reaching for a cup of coffee even though it's not on my desk and I'm, I sit there like I'm really addicted downtime because <laughs> I've learned to make an association with finishing let's say a sentence or finishing a task like a, a small little subtask with coffee and that is also that is also a good way to look at it when you are not motivated at all and when it's when things get very overwhelming you can reward yourself but manage how you reward yourself and use dopamine as a strategy this is all strategy here all efficiency and it's all strategy and kind of plan every single dopamine release in your day. Obviously, at the start, it's gonna be very hard and very conscious driven. You have to consciously be, be analyzing what you're doing and understanding why you're doing it. But eventually you will learn that work will release dopamine or you will have enough dopamine throughout the day to get through your work. And it will be easier for you to focus. Now, obviously, that's not the only way to focus. There's, there can be multiple factors of why you're, you're not focusing. It could be because you're stressed. It could be because you have something on your mind. It could be because you just don't know the other end of the situation you're going through. For example, if you're going through exam season right now, which I know a lot of 
my fellow friends are going through. If you're going through exam season right now and you're like, and you literally can't see the end, you're 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 sitting in front of a book, and you just can't see the point. The best thing, f- the best thing that I found is to take two three minutes and meditate. And by meditation, I don't mean sitting down for those two three minutes and solely concentrating on your breathing although that does help in situations and I don't like if you're getting overwhelmed make sure you're taking deep breaths (laughs) like it does help um there was this there was this one technique that someone taught me where you breathe in like two really quick breaths and then you slowly control your breathing out and that helps you reset your breathing patterns and reset and just focus on your breathing. But if that isn't enough, or if you're really, really stressed, or if you've got a lot of things on your mind, try just sitting, eyes open, just sitting there and acknowledging it and then focusing on what you can hear. So for example, right now, I can hear the clock ticking. Or I can hear the buzz of my laptop. When you sit there and you acknowledge that, yes, this situation is stressful. And then you move your focus or you consciously move your focus to something around you that you can sense. It allows you to build the skill of almost tunnel vision. It allows you to focus on one task at a time. I feel like there's, especially for me, there's this need to multitask. Don't know why, don't know where that's come from, but I might have been imitating through social media. I might be copying someone from social media. I might, I don't, I don't know where it came from. I might have been copying my brother for the whole nose because I remember my brother always studying with music. Oh, the good old days. <laughs> but I may have imitated it from some school friends. I know a lot of my school friends. I don't know where I've got it from. Maybe a combination of all those things. But when you actively think about multitasking, it really isn't possible. Your brain only can focus on one thing at a time. And I know, I know, I know. That's very, very annoying to hear. Because especially, especially, I mean, I did a study. I did a study with a friend, a classmate, which I'm not going to name your bomb. But if you're listening, hi, hello. <laughs> but me and her did a study about how pop music, like pop music with lyrics, affects the recall of words. Now, obviously, this isn't what you do on a daily basis. This isn't really a mundane task. You don't really recall words. I mean, you could, but if you're training for spelling bee, but I don't think the majority of the population is 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 training for spelling bee. So we took ow <laughs> the desk. We took I don't know how many words, but we took random words and we shoved it on a, on a list, and we tested our classmates and. In in each situation, we had either music playing, music not playing, 
music playing one in one half of it and music playing in the other half and we found that lyrics didn't really help i mean it was a, it was a very distracting song it was like a bruno mars that one i can't remember what was it called that's what i like that's what it's called <laughs> sorry that's what it's called and it is it is very interesting to see that result but it also just reinforces the fact that our brains can only focus on one thing at a time and it's okay to have classical music in the background to shut out distractions that's what i do i use classical music or music without lyrics sometimes if i'm doing hyper focused work because uh, i'm still training my brain to not associate lyric music with music with work but when i'm in hyper focus mode i don't have any lyrics i just have piano playing or i just have no lyrics basically playing and that often makes me get into the zone and what i mean by zone is you solely focus on one task and you get that done and I, I think I think my, a lot of you guys know what I'm talking about. There's been glimpses of when you've gone into tunnel mode. I know I've I've had so many glimpses of when I went into tunnel mode. But there was this there was this one time I I was so invested in I think an overlay. I can't remember if it was for me or for someone else, but I ended up completely like shutting out my parents. <laughs> They were calling me for dinner, I just completely shut them out, not realising, and then they came up and they were like, you want dinner, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, yes, please. <laughs> didn't didn't realise. And it's because I was, that's, that's what I mean. I mean, obviously don't shut, don't neglect food. <laughs> like, please, please take care of yourself before. But what I'm trying to say is you can get in a zone. And that zone only occurs if you shut out as many distractions as possible and you solely focus on one thing because distractions equal dopamine releases as soon as dopamine releases your dopamine levels will deplete and you will find it so hard to to remain attentive to what you're doing learning how to acknowledge stresses and acknowledge thoughts and let them pass is a habit that I am still trying to learn uh, and I am developing through meditation and I honestly believe that meditation is something that everyone can benefit from but even if it's just sitting down with your thoughts like I said earlier even if it's just sitting down and acknowledging them and then just pay, paying attention moving consciously moving your brains attention to something else is developing that skill and the final thing that has helped me a lot especially with my schoolwork I did not want to do maths or psychology or biology willingly until I think halfway through my first year of the education or the learning process and it was because I never really attached any sort of meaning to it I never really understood 
what these subjects meant almost and I'm I know I'm sounding like one of those stereotypes that's the word I'm looking for the teacher teacher pet stereotypes it's late (laughs) but when when you attach a meaning that is personal to you to a subject that you are doing if it comes to school or if it comes to anything that you just can't be bothered to do or you just don't want to do it It allows you to appreciate it a bit more and then it allows you to like it. So the reason I like maths isn't because it's hard or isn't because... The the reason I like maths is because it helps me gain a problem-solving skill. And for a lot of my life, I struggled with problem solving I used to hit a butt in the in the problem and then I used to just give up on it and the reason I like math so much is at the end of solving a math problem you get that dopamine release you get that little pleasure you're like hell yeah you just solved that math problem and you got it right you go girl like that's that's what I mean and that allows me to bring resistance into my life when I do face a problem and I found myself not giving up that easily anymore and when you attach meaning to something like that it makes you a little bit more motivated to do that task and that meaning can be specific to you and it doesn't have to make sense to anyone that meaning can just make sense to you as long as it motivates you and I think that's the beautiful thing about it although dopamine brain plasticity is something that we might all experience on a daily basis we all experience it differently it's such a subjective experience and it's so personal to you your dopamine release releaser might be something way different from mine and that's okay just learning how to manage them, learning how to control them, learning how to shut out distractions, learning how to attach meaning to things that you tend not to attach meaning to. It's this little, 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 little itty bitty little things that can build up to so much more. I mean, you know, dopamine, dopamine is a tiny little molecule, but it can affect our moods so drastically or the idea of compounding habits one on the other one on top of the other there was this really nice concept in atomic habits which i highly recommend but there's this really nice concept in atomic habits that states that when you're trying to form a new habit associate it with an old one and i heavily heavily agree with that because you're going to then form, uh, you're going to replace an association of that dopamine release with a new habit. And that's how I build my focus. Focus for me is just a habit. And I only view it as a habit. And I tend to ask myself, on my, I, I look at my to-do list and I tend to ask myself, do I need this dopamine release, releaser right now? 
can I can I wait for this dopamine? Or so for example, if if I've done a task, then I can go grab a cup of coffee. Or if I sorry, if I've done a task that I've been procrastinating on, then I can go get a cup of coffee. If I've done like there's the, there's two categories that tasks can come under long long term dopamine and short term dopamine i like to call them i don't know if that's an actual thing that people call it but for me it's like a long term dopamine and a short term dopamine with short term dopamine this is the dopamine i can get right away in an instant with long term dopamine i have to work for it and i ask myself which behavior will impact me more and often it's the short term for me and it's slowly transitioning into the long term the long term it's getting there it's getting there but for me right now i tend to always lean more into the short term because it's easier it's it's easier to switch off sometimes and that's okay. We need we we need that. And also don't beat yourself up if you do end up switching off earlier than you expected. Because things like this take time. And allowing yourself to have that time to build on something that is going to impact you in the long run is only going to be beneficial for you in the long run. And in a world where instant gratification is constantly around us, try finding a way of getting that instant gratification through your tasks. And start almost forming an association with finishing a task to, I get to have my dopamine now. And that can get very all the way to the other end almost and you can start to become a workaholic and start to not realize how much of an impact that is having so it's a it's a very fine line that has to be drawn between getting enough dopamine and getting enough work done there's always that fine line and i think the best way I would approach it is to have accountability buddy tell someone that you're going through this change tell someone that you're saying hey do you think this is the right time for me to have this cup of coffee or have this video game or have this cup of tea and then slowly but surely this is this your focus will increase and you'll see yourself be motivated now obviously if you work hard and you've been told that you work hard or you know that you're working hard that is totally reasonable and your dopamine releases is totally reasonable and it's hard like i've i've had to ask myself this question a lot recently because it was brought to my attention in all honesty but I didn't realise that I became a workaholic. 
and that workaholic nature was because I assigned dopamine to my work and I don't mind doing a lot of work but there's all the, the I had to ask myself when is too much when is the uphold when when is it when I'm when is it that I'm saying hey this is too much now and I'm yet to figure out that <laughs> I'm yet to figure out what my upper threshold is where when I can say okay that's enough you've done enough for today and I think that's where I bring out my little to-do list and I write a minimum task that I have to do today and a maximum task normally I've set it so I do a minimum of three tasks and a maximum of I think ten nine nine tasks and that has helped me a lot because when even if it's just doing vacuuming or even if it's just recording a podcast or even if it's just writing a script or drawing an emote those are still tasks and having that upper limit almost relieves that anxiety off of me of of thinking oh my god am I going to get burnt out now but this is all a subjective experience this is all a subjective opinion this is only my opinion and this is only what works for me and like I said earlier what works for you is drastically different from what works for me and by you figuring it out and you being aware of not only what you don't it's getting late (laughs) not only your dopamine release not oh my god um when you become aware of your dopamine releases when you become aware of your limits and your strengths and your weaknesses you can start strategizing you can start implementing and strategically placing and designing your day and for me that that phrase designing your day is such a good phrase (laughs) because it allows me to have the space to create a day that I want and that is there for you too so whether you're listening to this in the morning whether you're listening to this at night you are doing incredibly well And I'm so, 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 so freaking proud of you. And just keep going. Because you have honestly come so far. And I cannot wait for you to learn so much more about not only yourself, but about the things around you, the environment around you, and how everything can come together in a perfect little harmony and you start becoming the best version of you (laughs) right I'm gonna end it there I love you guys so so much thank you so much I appreciate you guys for listening have the best rest of morning night evening day slimber slumber nap nap run run walk walk (laughs) 
<laughs> I love you guys so so much. Thank you so so much. I'll see you next week. I'm not sure what topic will be happening next week, but it will. I think it, I think it might actually be burnout. Ooh. Um, I think it might actually be burnout or maybe, 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 maybe. I'm not sure. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll have a little poll. <laughs> Um, if you have any suggestions, make sure you put it in the Discord uh, suggestions channel. If you aren't, if you're new, uh, hello, my name's Arushi. <laughs> I love how I'm introducing myself at the end. But hello, my name is Arushi. I'm a Twitch co-working streamer. I study on on Twitch, uh, basically. I study on sh on live streams, and you can join me. We do pomos, and it's so cool. It's it's the co-working community is incredible. I love them so 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 freaking much. <laughs> if you're if you're from the co-working community, I love you so much. <laughs> um, and yeah, thank you so much again for listening, and I can't wait to see you again next week. Have a lovely, lovely rest of week. If I don't see you next, until next, till next podcast, I am going to go have a drink of water because my throat is going blue, blue. I need water, please. Otherwise, I'm not going to be talking very nicely. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go head off and have a cup, a liter of water this way. I got myself a new water bottle, and so I'm drinking a lot more water than I probably should be. <laughs> But hey ho, it's it's in it's in it's in front of me, so it's more likely for me to remember it. Okay. Right. I love you guys so so much. Have the best rest of day, evening, week, month, June. <laughs> I love you guys so so much. Bye. Eh. Pause. Stop. <laughs>